Boom. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Draft Duo podcast with myself, Nosey, and my co-host, Jaxie. We are back with a bit more of a casual episode. We are set up in Jaxie's laundry room, <laughs> which is now going to be our new podcast studio for the time being. We are in the middle of an international break, so we are taking this opportunity to have a little overview of the past couple of weeks, how we've got on, a small bit about the draft, and then talk about the T12 draft that you might have seen on our page, or you might not know what is, and we'll give a background as to what it is and where we're going with it and how maybe you can get involved in the future. So just to start off, it is game week four. It's an international break. You might have taken part in drafts already, or you might not. You might be looking at the content and might be interested in getting involved in a draft, but you might think it's too late. The best thing about the draft is that you can start and finish anytime. You can decide that the draft is going to be 10 game weeks long if you want. So it's actually a perfect opportunity to start. You have another week and a half to set up a league, get people involved and actually do the draft. Mm -hmm. And why it's beneficial to actually draft now is because of a couple of reasons, which we are also going to put on Instagram. The transfer season for the Premier League is now closed. I know in a couple of other leagues like the Saudi and I think the Turkish league are still open. So that might affect players in the future, but the majority of players that are in the Premier League are going to stay there. We've seen some late bids come in for Salah or maybe players that aren't playing, but 99% of the players that are in the Premier League now are there to stay. So the downfall about drafting a small bit early is because there's players coming in and out of the league. That can be beneficial in a way. If you do poorly initially, you can pick up some good players on the waiver. But it also can be frustrating. So you win your first couple of games, you miss a couple of players, and then you're on the back foot. So drafting right now is a great idea because you have the league set. You have also, the second point is you have four game weeks of information. So it's actually going to be an awful lot easier. Yeah, like a f- the first couple of first round picks when the T12 started would have been the likes of Harry Kane or Kevin De Bruyne or mm-hmm. Gabriel Jesus and all of these players would have been either injured or they like Harry Kane sold to, to Bayern so you've missed out on your first round pick if you drafted previously but now as Nolsey mentioned with more information um, lots, lots yeah lots more information going around so your decisions will be much much, much better it's actually harder for the normal person to draft a second time around with say game week four because everyone has the information whereas we would have been planning and prepping and getting info on players where everyone has that information now so it's a level playing field for everyone which is a good thing in a way because everyone's going to have a lot kind of more balanced teams yeah the only the only players that could be going to saudi or like the turkish leagues from the looks of things Salah's the only big player that there's question marks over. The other players would be, like, likes of Spurs, Davinson Sanchez and Tangi and They're both gone to Galatasaray. Like, you wouldn't be having them in your draft team anyways. Exactly. So it's players like that who, who might go. Um, yeah, it's only really big players that are starting that we're concerned about. Like, if, if you lost Salah, that'd be ridiculous. You know, it'd be so unlucky. But that has happened already with the likes of De Bruyne, the likes of Harry Kane, where people took a gamble and now they're injured. Or they're gone so that's kind of the third point to, around why it's a great time to start because we said we have four weeks of information likes of De Bruyne or even Tony 
uh, Kane, all these players, we know what their story is for the next couple of months. There's always going to be injuries. I picked up in Kunku actually, I think third round. He was gone. I look back at my team from game week one and there was four injured players from then to now that are just not in my team anymore. So it is a lot easier for the average Joe Soap to draft now. It's a great opportunity to start. You've obviously been following the draft duo and got loads of information about how to waiver, how to trade, all that stuff. So it's not new territory. So what we'd recommend is if you haven't been involved yet, or I'm very, very tempted to start another draft myself so that I get, a, again, another clean slate at it. Yeah. Because if I drafted now, the team I'd pick is so different yeah. to one I pick game week, prior to game week one. We know we know how teams are lining out now. Like preseason doesn't really say much about how the team is going to perform. Really. We know that from previous years. So we know how which teams are on form at the moment. Like we would, nobody really would have looked at West Ham players mm. previously, but now after four game weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if Ward Prowse and Bowen could be gone in even first second round. Second round then was um, two of them, if not third round late. Like you know, if you got them third round, it'd be a steal. Yeah. Now so, all as we always say, players' valuations fluctuate up and down game week to game week. More information we have, the easier it is, and the kind of better valuing people have on every player. So we know what teams are playing well, we know who are playing, and we know who's in the league. So if you haven't already got involved, get in contact with a couple of friends, set up the draft. If you are actually struggling for a league, let us know, because we could maybe help people get in contact and start leagues together so that you're not just thinking, ah, sure, it's only me. So if you are looking to get involved and you don't have, I don't know, even one person Maybe you have six, seven, eight, and you want more, but let's say it's just you and you want to get involved, let us know and we'll try and organize something for you. The more people in the draft, the better. The reason we started this is because we firmly believe it's the most enjoyable part of FPL. The joy that it brings you, the players that you are looking at, is just, you never would think that you have this much interest in will Nathan Collins start for Bournemouth. And I remember last weekend he didn't start and I had my for hands Brentford. in my head. For Brentford, sorry. Yeah. I had my hands in my head. That will never happen in normal FPL. You don't care. The only reason you're going to bring in Collins if he's starting every day in Bournemouth. Mm. Sorry, Brentford are keeping five, six, seven clean sheets. So the amount of players that you get involved with is just multiplied tenfold. Some of the reasons we said in game week one or our initial podcast as why we love the draft is because you have an affiliation with players. And the most enjoyable thing for me out of the T12, which we'll talk about later, what that is, is people saying like, oh, I love my team or I want to keep my team and this player returned for me. So one of our mates, Matty, shout out to Matty, <laughs> did the draft for the first time this year. And, you know, we were telling him about it, you have to get involved. And he says, yeah, I'll give it a go. And now we were talking to him last week and he's like, I love my team. Like, he's not saying he has the best team in the world, but he loves the players that he owns. Yeah. And he, every week he's watching those players specifically when they're playing. 100%. And he, he now has a big affiliation with them players. He doesn't want to trade them because they're his. Yeah. They're like his property. Only he can own them in that league. It's the biggest pull in the FPL draft that you own them players. You manage that team. If you trade someone you are banking on them getting a higher score than the person you're giving away. So it's a lot more in-depth management and it might seem like a lot more work, but 
if you're listening to the draft yo we're doing the work for you so get involved it is going to change your life and if you're in a good league like the t12s and everyone's getting involved you will inevitably come to love it you'd be surprised at how maybe standoffish or how people might think the draft is like and then they get involved and they're like oh my god this is this is savage yeah. who am i playing this weekend as you said looking at random players that they'd never ever consider having a normal FPL. If I looked at, and I'm actually going to do this at the end of the season, and I'm going to look back at normal FPL, and as we always say, we absolutely love that. Like It's not like we're saying that's not good. We love normal FPL. But if I'm, sorry, I'm going to look back at the end of the season, I'm going to count how many unique players that I will own throughout the whole season. And I'm nearly sure that I've probably already had more players in my draft in four game weeks than I will have in the whole season in normal FPL. And mm-hmm. that's including wild cards and all that. So I'm going to estimate that I'm going to have maybe 30 to 40 unique players in normal draft. And I'm going to estimate I'm nearly going to own 70, 80, 90 yeah. players in draft. And that's just off the top of my head. I I can't wait to come back and actually look at them figures. Because every every week, you change maybe one, maybe even two defenders every week because of because of fixtures and form and things like that or yellow cards. So two multiplied by thirty eight. My maths is terrible. It's like seventy. It's nearly eighty, and then your your standard and players. That's just on defenders. That's that's that you're changing. Oh, sorry. That's that's around ninety to hundred already there. So as we said, although it might seem like an awful lot of work with the the number of players, it's only two or three players a week and they're going to be fairly, they're going to stand out. You're always going to put two or three down without hesitation as long as you're looking at it. I had, I had like 20 something players in my game week two or three waiver. After Mm -hmm. like three game weeks, I had seven new players from my 15, which again, I always said is not a good sign, but so 15, 7, 22. I had the guts of 40 players, as I said, already in, in, in four game weeks. And I love it. I love um, putting, mo- I was going to say putting money on, putting my eggs in the basket of that particular player that week. And if he comes off, it's 10 times better than just picking up. Yeah. Like I picked up Madison this week in normal FPL. He went, he, he I was going to say went off. He returned happy, but it was still technically a minus two because I sold Rashford. Um, and it's like anyone in trading as well when it comes to the draft trading's like a snowballing effect we've seen it in the T12 group chats if someone puts in a trade everyone wants to get on it everyone's interacting in the group chat trying to get something over the line you might know something that someone else doesn't know mm-hmm. or else you're just taking a risk and if the risk pays off great and if it doesn't so what so what if it doesn't pay work out at least you, you tried yeah. or at least you went for the gamble I have been annoying people so much in my group because I've been putting in like four or five, six trades a day. I'd be just in the car thinking about a player. I'm like, oh, I could trade my player for his. Maybe that could get over the line. So even though even though I've only got one trade over the line, which I was very happy about, I have been sending out trades and interacting and engaging with people and trying to put valuations and see, well, will he take Pascal Gross for an Enzo? Probably not because of the fixtures. So... I'm putting the valuations on the players myself, and then if I'm getting rejected, I know that my valuation's wrong. So it's actually, even though you're not getting trades over the line, it's a great, great way to engage with it and have a bit of fun with it yourself. Yeah, like looking at this week, 
I have a trade sitting here with me. I was offered Anthony Gordon and Joe Pedro for Dan Juma and Solanke. And I've been sitting on it all week because I don't know what to do. My head is my head's killing me looking at it. That's actually a very good one. I gave in one there during the week and I was trading San after he went off for San and Solanke for Isaac and Bruno Fernandes. And the person I was trading to said that they thought about it for a long, long time, but wanted to keep on, uh, keep a hold of Bruno. So even as I said, if you don't get the trade over the line, you contemplating whether it's worth the risk is part of the fun. So there's so many different avenues to enjoyment in the FPL, not just the, the points you get and every game week, it's how them players perform that you brought in or how the players perform compared to the trade. Like one of the most enjoyable, honestly, one of the most enjoyable moments of my draft history came over the weekend. Two weeks ago, I traded for San. I gave away Eze and Vicario for Spurs for San and Trafford for Burnley. And although Eze returned, San went and banged a hat-trick. And that alone won me the game week. So yeah, it was a great trade, but the best thing about it is if I didn't do that trade, I would have lost the game week. So there's always a bit of luck involved. But when it comes off like that, and next week Eze could get a hat-trick and Hassan could blank or get injured, that's the way it works. But it is very, very enjoyable. It is, it's like you feel like you're Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so many reasons to love the draft. If you haven't got involved already, get involved. And as you said, if you're looking for a league, give us a text. We'll sort you we'll, out. We'll we would hate to see anyone want to get involved in the draft and not get involved. Yeah, because the, the T12 is full for for this half of the season and we're doing six leagues again for the second half of the season, which we'll touch on later on. But outside of that, if there are, are people wanting to get involved, we can always sort something 100%. out. I'd be happy out to do a draft. As I said, <laughs> I'm really itching to get another one just to see how I draft and who I pick and who I value um, this highly. So... That brings us on to the T12 and what is the T12? You might have seen it or you might actually be in it and involved in it. The T12 is a concept that we came up with at the start, not the start of the season, through during the summer. Mm-hmm. We felt that there's so many isolated draft leagues in the world and there's none that are actually integrated to each other. So as we said before, Jaxi could be in a league, I could be in a league and let's say it's 12 person. They have no relevance to each other. It doesn't really matter how I get on compared to Jaxi. The best thing about normal FPL is I can compare my score to anyone in the world. I can meet someone on holidays and say, what rank are you? Mm-hmm. But you can't do that in the draft. And I think that's one of the, the things that holds it back because when you go on Twitter, FPL Twitter, all you see is people posting their teams and comparing and contrasting. This is my rank. So it's kind of a, a bit of a setback for the draft. So we wanted a, a league or a concept that you could actually progress in. So the T12 stands for the top 12, and it is. it started off as four leagues of 12 people. But we got so much response that we eventually had six leagues of 12 people. The idea of this is that the first 18 game weeks, the first half of the season, are going to be qualifier leagues. So that if I come first or second in my league, I'm going to be placed in T1, tier one, so on and so forth. If I'm third or fourth, tier two, fifth or sixth tier three so on and so forth all the way down to tier six so let's say i come third in my draft i am placed in tier two in the second half of the season 
and we have a post on our Facebook, it's very hard to explain verbally, but it, it's a promotion relegation system. So you could actually win League 4 or Tier 4 and be promoted to Tier 1. So whoever wins any of their leagues in the second half of the season for the following season will be placed in the top rank. So it doesn't matter if you actually come last in your league and then you're placed in Tier 6. It's not like you have to climb up, it takes years to get up. If you win that first half of the season, and that's the way it's done, it's done in half seasons, so you have you can actually progress really quickly or get demoted really quickly. It's done that way to keep people engaged. And I think that's one thing about the draft. If you start losing, there is always the kind of in inclination to be like, ah, sure, I'm not touching my team, there's no point. Yeah. We want to give an incentive to always be looking for even one place higher comes fifth instead of sixth so yeah. that that might put you in a better position to get into tier three or tier four as well it'll be the first time people are drafting as well in the, the first half of the season it's going to be a learning curve for a lot of people they wouldn't be too familiar with trading or waivers or the free agency so we have it set up that in the second half of the season even if you do come come last if you are in the bottom division come second half of the season you can still if you win that league, you'll be in the top tier then for, for next year. So there's, as Nolte said, there's always something to be fighting for. Even if you are learning, still figuring it out, the opportunity to progress up the leagues is massive. Yeah, and that's the, as we said, that's the incentive. That's why we want you to be on the waivers every week and to be engaging with it and trying to get the best position possible to put yourself in the best position for the, the, the following year. And so that you see something in the future that well I'm a good drafter how do we how do we actually calculate if someone's a good FPL player oh I came top 10k 50k I'm in the top league of the draft duo T12 league or I'm in tier 2 or my last three seasons I was in tier 1 or tier 2 it shows that you are a good drafter and it shows that you are progressing and learning so that's all we want I I know I'd actually genuinely be happy to come in tier 1 or 2 like that you think it's expected you know fpl yeah. twitter heads be like oh i have to top 50k the the competition is fierce everyone is on it so like honestly it's it's no joke in terms of like i ah, just play and you'll, you'll come in the top one or two it is actually showing who is very good at the draft and who is just kind of bystanders and um, so it's it's a very very good indication of who's a good drafter and how they're actually progressing in the T12, as we said, it's the second half of the season where you're going to be ranked. Now, first 18 game weeks are qualifiers, but we said that game week 19 to 38 is going to be the second half of the season. Now, the only change here is that we're going to go from game week 20. And the reason we're doing that, and this might be new to a lot of the T12 members, is because that game week 19 is, I think it's Stevens Day or the 27th of December. Therefore, it's like everyone's going to be really busy. We're not expecting people to have a turnaround of a couple of days and draft and set a time. So we're actually going to do the second half of the season for 17 games. 17 games, I think game week 20 starts like the second week of January. There's like a two-week break. So it gives people a chance to recover from FPL, recover from Christmas. Yeah. Set a date and a time so that we're not under pressure. So I think a lot of the posts said that we start... 19 to 38 that's going to be 20 to 38 just to accommodate everyone and get everything set up for the second half of the season it gives you a chance as well like you're already after going balls to the wall with the draft have that little break and then you can come back into it then yeah you're kind of you want 
your motivation is there again if you i know myself after an international break you're like okay you you like i feel myself every tuesday we're doing the podcast we're flat out flat out like this week we can just take it a small bit easier yeah assess um statistics assess what teams have fixtures over the next couple so uh, we're going to give one week break from game week 18 to 19 19 is not going to be included so we're going to start drafting again from game week 20, and that's just for the people in the T12. Now, if you're listening and you're not in the T12, well, we're hoping to expand it. We always want to expand it as much as possible. As we said, game week, or sorry, um, prior to the T12, there's only four leagues in it. Then we got such a big response very quickly, we increased it to six. So stay with us, and we are going to revise the T12 when it comes to near the end of the first half of the season. Um, if there's other people that want to get involved, we'll be happy to have the more people, the, the more the merrier. Um, it will take a bit of organization in terms of the promotion relegation, but we'll figure that out closer to the time. If you're involved and if you have been involved, first of all, thank you very, very much. Hopefully you are enjoying it. I know the group chat is my personal favorite. Every league has a group chat as well as an overall group chat. And, I feel like I know a couple of the boys, even though I've never yeah. met them or I never talked to them. Yeah. Um, and the one common interest is the draft. So it's a fantastic community that we're trying to build. And hopefully it will build even further over the next couple of years. And who knows how many people we could have at the T12 in the next like, couple of years. In in my league, there's like I know most of the people in it, but through different, through different ways. Like I, my brother's in the league, my housemate over here in Australia, he's in it. I have a few mates from college, a few mates from work, they're all in it, but they're all actually getting to know each other through the draft, through offering trades and just just through having a bit of crack each week and that's why we that's why we set up the, the T twelve and why we love the draft is kinda of bring brings people together as well. That's how you know Hefty like. Yeah. Like exactly. one of my good mates who literally introduced me to the draft, he is the OG drafter and he's a phenomenal drafter. Thank God he's on the T twelve but we'd be all screwed. Yeah. And Obviously, I know him and I know Jaxie, but they don't know each other. But they have become good mates strictly through FPL Draft. That's how they've been communicating over WhatsApp, all about the draft. And although they've never met each other, you know if they ever met in person that they're going to have so much to talk about already and they have a basis and a foundation of friendship. So it's a fantastic way of meeting people and keeping in contact with people that are across the world. Honestly, I have a couple of my mates in my league and... I barely text them only for the draft, you know, yeah. so it is a fantastic way to keep in contact. Although when you describe it to everyday Joe Soap, they'll be like, what? You pick players, virtual yeah. players? And I'm like, yes, I am obsessed. So you get points with fancy, fancy players. No, they're real players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you get points for what they do in real life. So now we're going to briefly go through all the T12 leagues and who's first, second and third, who has some very, very good teams that have obviously drafted very, very well, and are, some of them actually aren't doing as well as they should be, and that's part of the draft as well. Like, if you're going head-to-head leagues, you mightn't always get the wins that you deserve, but that's the best thing about it and the worst thing about it at the same time. You could get a 30-point weekend and win, which is great, but if you get a 60-point haul and you lose, there is nothing worse. Yeah, so without further ado, I'll go through the leagues from 1 to 6, go to the top 3, and kind of just the, the overall points that people are at. So group 1, we have 
FPL scored you not scored you not and 181 points uh, in total and 12 points so he's 4 wins from 4 I'll go through the other people that have 4 wins from 4 as well so myself in group 2 I have 4 wins from 4 um, last week I got very lucky I had the second oh the third lowest points overall but I was only playing the person that had the second lowest points overall so I was very lucky to get the win but as many, it's head to head so luck can go your way sometimes um it below me actually is quite interesting hammercock fc has only 159 points in total but he's 10 points he has Haaland on his team so i presume Haaland has got him a couple of wins and then below him is ben maloney <coughs> with a doji style who has a whopping 216 points in total does he? 216? 216 points. That's the highest out of everyone, I think. That could be the highest no, score. No, 217. Oh, 217. So yeah. he, he's the second highest point score overall in the whole T12, and he's coming third. Third, yeah, with nine points. So that's the beauty of the draft, and it's can be a, a drawback sometimes in situations like this when you're not getting the win, but you're getting loads of points. But it, that's just the way the, the, the draft works. Uh, group 3 then we have bothered of FPL on 12 points 188 in total Sensible Soccer and Bold Army then as well not too far behind so group 3 is very very close yeah the, the, the points there as well they're all on 188 182 and 180 so overall very high average scores so it'll be a tough league to be in yeah definitely like anyone anyone that's in that league <clears throat> I've seen as well there is I think there's three more people on nine points in total, so it's a very, very competitive league. So big shout out to uh, to Group Three. Group Four. Then we have Dave's draft, ten points. Uh, Sakari Bagna, I'm pronouncing all these wrong, I'd <laughs> say. And Saka with Rice uh, on he nine points there. So that's it's Sakari Bagna, Bagna, Sakari Bagna. Yeah, he's the guy who has two hundred and seventeen points and only nine points overall. So, although mm. he's had the highest performing team out of 6 multiplied by 12 players, 72, 72 players, he is coming second in his league. Now, if you're getting them points every week, you're inevitably going to climb up the league. But it's just unfortunate the first four game weeks he's got three wins. Yeah, loving the names as well. It's the first time I've actually looked through it. <laughs> yeah. um, group 5, we've Draft and Furious with nine points, and he's coming first in his league. Uh, FPL Major then. And then profit draft excluders. What are you getting profit out of? My handwriting is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> draft excluders. Uh, with 170. Finally, then, group six, we have Boys in the Hood, 206 points in total and 12 points. So he has four wins from four as well. He's, yeah, he's fairly leading that one. He's, what, 30, nearly 40 points. Um, ahead of second place with Blondie and then in third place then is Onanas in pyjamas with 162 points so as you can see it's fairly tight league so far not only four game weeks in but in terms of total points it's still all to play for only four games in if you're not up there with these top three it's very close you can still you can still claw points back you can still you can still win your leagues Taking like last year into consideration, 
the last six game weeks I think I was coming fourth or fifth in my draft and they ended up winning just from playing every week just chipping away keep chipping away and comes down to the last three weeks like always yeah the results will go your way there's never going to be a huge amount in the points especially in a half season draft there's going to be 18 game weeks so four three four wins and then the person above you getting a draw or a loss will jump you up the league fairly fairly handy as we said it's early it's early stages of the draft there's players in my league, Brian Keaton, who has a phenomenal team. He has scored 180 points, which is the second highest in the league, and he is coming eighth with only one win. And that was this week, which is just crazy when I look at his team. He has Zinchenko, White, Walker, Matoma, Mbwemo, Ward-Prowse, Haaland. So although it mightn't see, and he's Arthur on the bench actually, Kulisevsky as well. So although it might seem like, well, that's not the greatest team in draft, 12-man league draft. That is a phenomenal team. I'm playing them next week, unfortunately, so I am up against it. I am currently second in my league. I've only scored 162 points, but that San Hattrick last week jumped me up the league in terms of score difference and got the um, the three points. So I'm on nine points currently. I'm delighted to have nine points, as I said the competition in my league especially everyone is on it everyone is playing everyone is trading everyone is wavering that is an indication that your league is going to be tough and any win should not be snuffed at every three points is i don't care if it's one point win or a 20 point win them three points are absolutely massive yeah just looking at my my league here with ronan tucker diehard west ham fan his name is even a packet packet of crisps <laughs> and he's Zuma who did very well last week Paqueta obviously um, and Ben Rama and he is in the draft every week trying to get Bowen back after he traded him out so yeah it's just things like this make the draft um, that more enjoyable even if you're trading every week if you lose a player try get him back but as we said it's, it's the crack that we had um, in the first four game weeks so yeah, that's the that's the roundup of the T12 league so far. And yeah, as we said, normally very close and very competitive so far. And hopefully, it stays stays the same for the for the next. Uh, my maths is terrible. Four minus 18, 14 games. Fourteen games. Game Fourteen games. foundation maths. <laughs> yeah. So a big thank you to everyone who's got involved so far big thank you we said it last week we want to say it again to everyone who's followed or listened or liked or interacted with any social media in any way shape or form so whether it's a listen on the podcast or a like on instagram or twitter give us a follow on all platforms we appreciate the support so much it might not seem it but sitting in this little closet doing the <laughs> podcast is actually phenomenal crack so thank you very much again if anyone's looking to get involved in any draft leagues or the T12 for the second half of the season. To round up, as usual, we do have a question. But to answer last week's question for you was, which player has the most Premier League clean sheets with 202 clean sheets? And I had a few people send it in text to me, so Peter Check is the answer for that one. And then this week, we'll leave you with something different because it was a bit of a break. We'll leave you with a different question. Now, we're doing this podcast. We have the Instagram page. We love doing it. Love to have it as a, a full-time job. It's not full-time yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we have blown up quite massively. 
<laughs> I can't walk down the street, man. Do, do, <laughs> doing a podcast in my closet. But we don't. We have full time jobs as well as doing the podcast. Believe it or not. So the question is, what do you think both or full time jobs are? So we do, we do two different things. If you know us, it doesn't count. If you know what we do, sorry, you're out of it. Yeah. You know I'm not a maths uh, professor <laughs> or anything got to do with maths anyway. That's not my forte. But yeah, uh, give a guess what are myself and Nolsey's jobs outside of uh, the podcast and the FPL Draft Duo. Thank you again for listening. Draft Duo out. <laughs>